See, even if you're not a feminist, you need to understand that. Can you stop banging the dishes? Welcome to the FemSome podcast. You're listening to Jasmine Nankani, who is going to take you to the diaspora of feminism. This is a quick disclaimer to all my listeners who are here with me. This podcast does not promote any anti-national beliefs, no matter how explicit the content may get. There is no intention to hurt the sentiments of individuals or groups. Kindly listen and interpret the content in the most rational and appropriate manner once you've heard the entire podcast. Be responsible to spread awareness and not hatred. Feminism in itself contradicts to its original meaning as many people perceive it to be a female-centric term, which is only partially correct. It is actually the evident meaning derived from the feminine-sounding word that creates a problem. Coming straight to the definition, feminism is a movement where men and women are considered to be treated as equals in the society, politics, economy, and culture. The definition has now evolved into having in addition of the LGBTQ plus community members as well. The term clearly elucidates the generic notion that the gender roles are described by patriarchy and they must be abolished. By doing so, we're not only promoting equality, but also improving the status of humanity as a whole. Many people have this myth in their minds that this subject is relatable for only women because of the word. And now that I've said it, I'm sure you're thinking what I'm thinking, right? Who in the world could have given this term then? Well, voila, to my surprise, it was a man who coined the term feminism. My bros literally twitched the moment I discovered this fact and it took me around five seconds to grasp the idea. The first reaction was, that is so good. The name of this man is Charles Fourier, who was a utopian socialist and French philosopher. He is credited to have coined this term in 1837. Isn't it cool? It's indeed a wake-up call for people who thought it was just the opposite, especially people like me with the double coats. It feels like a rooster alarm right now. Anyway, moving on. My curiosity led me into digging more about his philosophy and why on earth would he want to take up or assume this role of a saint and do this bare minimum for women. Well, it's quite clear that he observed the condition of women in those times after marriage to be oppressive and that women were treated as property, which is a fact because We've read about how women couldn't vote until 1945 in the French Revolution era. It is believed that he was not a full-fledged feminist, as per what we understand the meaning of feminism today for the same. It's also one reason he did not rally for it and thought that it would be inconsistent to track the differences in both the sexes which he observed. It could be maybe due to lack of support or it could simply be authoritative backlash, which is quite understandable. I mean, 
nobody in that time could dare going against the norms that were already set interestingly the best part about charles fourier's philosophy is that he also mentioned that both genders have a wide range of sexual needs and preferences which may also change throughout their lives including homosexuality he also argued that sexual expressions should be enjoyed as long as it is not abusive of course and it can also help enhance social integration now can you imagine the immeasurable flack he might have received after expressing his ideology to the otherwise orthodox and conservative ideologists poor man he should have been awarded in the present time i mean of course nobody believed copernicus also when he said that the earth is heliocentric then this charles guy couldn't have any chance it is actually true that people only listen to what they really believe in and they remain hesitant to be educated in what they should believe in very few people are actually susceptible to positive changes and out of those few people prominent figures like flora tristan karl marx and rosa luxemburg paraphrased his philosophy as i quote social progress and changes over a period occur by virtue of the progress of women towards liberty and the decline in the social order occurs by virtue of the decrease in women's liberty so in short progress of women is directly proportionate to the progress of society this also reminds me of his quote that says the extensions of the privileges of women is the general principle of all social progress simple intriguing and beautiful lines aren't they so at this minute we know who coined the term but do we still know whose brainchild it is after all well here's the answer so it was mary wollstonecraft a writer who published a book titled as A Vindication of the Rights of Women with Strictures on Political and Moral Subjects in the year 1792. Some of you may wonder how is even all this significant and why are we even listening to all this? Well then let me tell you it's because many people do not wish to be associated or linked to be a feminist as they're known to some other versions of unrectified history. And trust me that's dangerous. It's better that we stay aware of our surroundings because we know that we are in a politically woke environment oh don't worry you're at the right stop you will remember all these details by the end of this podcast that are usually overlooked so why would mary come up with this concept the answer lies in her abusive father who completely subjugated her mother emotionally Mary used to sleep outside her mother's bedroom to protect her from her father. She decided to become an author where the focus of her literary career would be to envision and propose a socio-political order in which women were treated as rational and autonomous beings capable of independence and virtue.
see whether you're a feminist or not you need to understand that for most of history women were considered to be irrational and intellectually hollow who just had to lie there widen her legs submit to her man for procreation or pleasure i swear i'm not lying i'm not the one who said this in fact aristotle the great philosopher himself believed that women were meant to be governed by men he clearly quotes that the relationship between a man and a woman is the relationship between superiority and inferiority medieval church father thomas aquinas who was also aristotle's follower described women as defective men i'm still wondering how does that even make sense immanuel kant thought that even if women succeeded in learning or mechanical pondering it would destroy the merits that are proper to her sex my dear listeners please send me a voice message if you understand what is that supposed to mean i'll attach your notes in my episode i'm telling you it's even funny when he said intellectual women might as well even have a beard huh i just cracked up on these lines he means to say that in order to be intelligent a woman needs to be a man or at least look like one try me guys if you disagree i would like to highlight over here that women were trained in skills like cooking sewing cleaning ironing etc while men were trained in laborious and logical work i mean isn't it mean that the man luckily gets to do the clean work but the woman gets to do the dirty work just saying not imposing It is actually very painful to say that earlier women never used to question patriarchal rules as they themselves thought that such behavior towards them was justified and so they never wanted to come out of that state women had to accept their fate as being emotionally and physically frail and even if their daughters tried to pose questions or rebel their mothers would simply tell them that my dear that's how we are we're not strong enough to fight the oppressors so you understand that this kind of education fed in the minds of young girls led them into believing that they're least capable and so this same belief is being carried forward to the coming generations and that is why we're still fighting for the rights also the kind of toys girls are given and the kind of toys boys are given has played a major role in the upbringing as well it took rigorous deployment of ideas into the minds of women and then they started to rebel and question the obsolete ideals but a major revolutionary transformation is yet to happen you know there are short traces and short mentions of these movements even in the roman times but we have not been able to decipher that part yet and because of which we still don't know whether it was actually trending that time and whether the men and women actually considered this to be their burning issue like we consider it today
so as a matter of fact females naturally grasp the idea or they hold the capability to grasp the idea of feminism that's why it is the men who need to grasp it yet so the more men grasp this idea the better you understand we need more men to come forward and take the leap remember only patriarchy can cut patriarchy i repeat only patriarchy can cut patriarchy because all these years all we have known or seen is patriarchy isn't it so it is the only way through which something like this can actually change think about it so how do we bring about this change we bring about this change by the combined efforts of men and women of course and by that i actually mean to say that you have to stop resisting change and start breaking the stereotypes right many people have already started it's high time that the rest of us also do because you can't simply impose your belief or impose your idea on the masses right you need to let the idea sink in it's indeed a gradual process but an effective one only then we can ensure the progress of the society this lofty idea may not be liked by everyone but i just wanted to say that if whatever we have known throughout history has been deciphered created controlled and manipulated by men then why can't the same men who claim to hold power try to change this perception or unless they fear that if women were treated as equals they would become unfit for the man fetish become evil destroy the world or overpower them dear men if you fear this it might as well turn out to be true because you're the parents to these children getting it doubting your children is like doubting your upbringing doubting your ideals and doubting the rules that you have created all these years in order to sustain and so you don't trust the process when you are doubting the process to conclude i'd say that feminist contribution was is and will be significant eternally it is however more important to draw conclusions after getting the basics clear and i'm sure that in this episode we have served this purpose we have learned the first part of the basics in the next episode we're going to learn about the second part of the basics where i'll be discussing about the indian feminist thought and also i hope that you enjoyed the podcast don't go anywhere stay tuned goodbye to monday take care it was too much shocking to hear what the ancient philosophers said their, their ridiculous thoughts about females were quite a bit disappointing but personally i believe the progress of a society depends on the development of the women because they are who carry a society gracefully